Welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. I'm Ludmila, founder and CEO of Rampic, a B2B digital marketing agency. We help tech founders get the most of their marketing effort and promote their stories to our audience. We believe that every tech founder has a unique story and their business needs attention. Stick around till the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can become our next guest in 15 to 10 minutes. Hello and welcome to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast, the place in the space where the tech founders share their stories and unconventional visions. Today, I'm here with Art Powell, CEO and founder of Trinsic Technologies. Art, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. Art, so how like the tech thing started for you? What brought you to the tech space and how Trinsic Technologies appeared? Yeah, that's a great story. Um, my so i was an insurance salesman um and i was actually doing really well um this was back in the you know early 90s and i was making four or five grand a month before i got out of bed uh and then my wife said she made the worst mistake she ever made in her life she bought me a computer um it was a 486 and i took to it like a fish to water um i just loved it uh, created a database i got one of the first 28k modems that came out set it up i had my other fellow agents connecting to it and then my wife said she made the second worst mistake she ever made in her life. She said, you need to choose between this technology or the insurance agency. So I sold the insurance agency uh, and then started uh, a uh, hardware company uh, that did really well until uh, Dell and um, uh, uh, who were Compaq uh, got into their first price war here in Austin. And then they were literally building it. They were like building the PCs cheaper than I could sell them. So I went from sending out about a hundred boxes a month to zero. And so then my wife said, you know, Hey, we want a second child. I don't want to pay cash for this one. Like we did the last one. So I went to work for several companies. And then I finally in 2005 decided I was going to do it again. Uh, I wanted to start a technology services company. And my wife said, okay, if that's fine, but this will be the last one you're doing. Uh, it has been the last one. So we've been in business since 2005, bootstrapped it financially completely. We'll never do that again. Um, and But it's worked. Uh, we're, we've been profitable every quarter, multi-million dollar company, about 30 employees. Uh, and we have some customers who really like us. So it's been a, it's been a journey to say the least. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's incredible. And I bet you have a very good personal motivation apart from like the business motivation <laughs> to be very careful and grow, grow. And grow. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I'm almost, you know, it's very difficult, but it's nice because, you know, we do, we're in control, we're profitable, we're in control of our own destiny. Uh, we don't have investors breathing down our back telling us what we can and not, cannot do. Um, for example, in 2005, we built our own cloud, which just pr was pretty insane. We were a lot smaller than we are now, but we don't use Amazon or Google. So we have our own private cloud, and that has turned out to be very strategically advantage uh, or a big strategic advantage for Trinsic. That's uh, a growing side of our business. Um, so we're really, really excited about that. And again, it, you know, people are like, why did you build your own cloud? I said, well, I can't decide if it's either because we're crazy or because like we just were control freaks and we want to be in control of our own destiny. I think it's probably a little of both. Uh, I think my poor chief technology officer who did an incredible job, Brad Tram did an incredible job designing it and setting it up. I think I gave him more gray hairs than his six children, right? But um, but it, it worked out really well for us. And so we're really excited. We're really poised, especially with the AI uh, new product we have and some other things. We're really poised 
for big growth in 20 um and 22 we grew 40 percent. it was quite a bit so we kind of pulled the reins in a little bit this last year and kind of got some things in order and we're growing again so we're very excited awesome that's uh that's great and i'm really really happy to see you growing yeah, because you are like in austin and uh <laughs> just joked about how great it, this place is for a tech company but how the competition is actually like biting you yes yeah <laughs> yes when we go to houston like like there's complete like there's so many technology services or they call them msps i don't like the word msp because it has such a it has a negative connotation to it some of it deserved but uh we you know we when we're going into houston we're not we're not having near the competition like we have in austin but we have a really we have a unique model because everybody else in our industry almost everybody else in our industry is trying to go low touch they're trying to automate mm -hmm. everything and just never talk to the customer we're going completely the opposite direction we're very high touch all of our customers get a customer success manager a technical account manager so we're we're going the different direction we're we're more about being a partner than we are about being, uh, you know, just a transactional vendor. And that has paid off dividends. We still have two of the companies I signed originally uh, almost 20 years ago. And so that is a big, and the biggest compliment I get from them is they tell us, hey, you guys, um, you know, you've gotten better as you've gotten bigger. And that's a big compliment. Um, but the biggest compliment I got was two separate business and two separate business occasion events I had employees from companies that we take care of come up and say, hey, aren't you Art from Trinsic? Don't y'all support your IT? And I'm cringing because inside I'm like, uh-oh, how's this going to go, right? You never know. And in both instances, both of them were like, uh, yeah, you guys are like the Chick-fil-A of IT. And I, of course, I had to say my pleasure. But, you know, the whole thing is, is that we were just, I was so ecstatic because that is what we that is one of our values we preach constantly is like we're not in the technology business we're in the customer service business and to know that our our techs are really doing that it's just it really did my heart good so i was very excited to hear that cool that, 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 that's a cool chicken layout in it okay um yep. i'll so... take that level of compliment yes i <laughs> <laughs> uh, art uh, you mentioned like AI. Everybody's talking about like yeah. the thing, or like or from the very different angles. But uh, what what is it like your product that your AI product? Uh, what are you working on? What are you building? Yeah, so we're we're in a very unique position. We have a different type of AI, not just an AI product. A friend of mine came to me about six years ago and showed it to me and uh they hadn't gotten fully working yet but i was like if you get that thing working it's gonna just revolutionize things and if i'm being 100 percent honest um i don't think he was i didn't think he was actually going to get it done um but he did he showed up last year and said we have it working and he showed it to me and it was worked great so the difference is it's not an llm it doesn't it's not an llm it is um instead of they're trying to do everything what they did it was very very smart they have these engines and they train the engines to do very specific things and the difference is the best the best example i can give is on the benchmark testing so they use impressions with ais to do benchmark where the, what they do is they they take like you know they have all these records of product reviews and they know if they're good or bad and then what they do is they train the ASI, ais on them and then they then they run a set through there and see what the accuracy is because it's a known data set. Well, the LLMs usually are taking about four to eight hours to train on like 80,000 records. And then they end up 
takes about um, it takes about an hour to run through, and they're written about a sixty one percent right out right out of the gate, somewhere between sixty to sixty five percent. His product, he changed he he trained it on on a brand new engine. He trained it on to, uh, twenty thousand records. It took one point eight seconds to do that. And then he ran 200,000 records in less than a second, and he got a 91% accuracy rating right out of the gate. And he did this on a laptop, on a laptop. So what this engine enables you to do is you can have your own dedicated AI. It's not sharing information with anybody. Uh, Your own little dedicated AI engine, when the data comes in, it's automatically purged. So it meets all, we're big in HIPAA and FINRA. So this meets all those requirements. Um, and so, but again, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do like chat. It doesn't do everything, but what it does do is it knows when it's wrong or it doesn't know the answer. There seems to be some contextual awareness with it. Um, we've seen it in action. I wouldn't believe it except we've seen it in action. Uh, we're running some beta tests right now with some customers and it's going really well. We're really excited about this product. And so I think it's, I think it's the future to be honest. So. Wow, super cool. Can you can you give us a little bit more like examples of the use cases for that AI? Like yeah. not LLM got it. Like that's very quick, uh, very low resources that it takes. But how do you use it? How would your clients use it? Yeah, great question. So what we would do? So example that we have right now is we have a manufacturing company that they all do all they do is custom doors and windows. So every job they're high they do them for high end homes, and every job. Every job is custom. So how the heck do you get a handle on what your actual costs are, what the build-out requirements are, how long it's going to take, right? You're guessing, right? Because there's no template. Like, you know, NetSuite doesn't do this for you. Like this, you just got to, they kind of, it's a, right now it's just this black art. They don't, you know, they, they're making money, so they know it works, but like, are they overcharging? They, under, they don't know. And so what we're going to be able to do with this product is feed all the information into a data cube and then have this AI go in and process all this information. And then when they get a new job in, they'll be able to kick it in and then it'll say, it'll give it, you know, a, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 90%. And, you know, the CEO of that company is like, if you can give me 75%, I'm a happy camper, right? Because it puts him in the range, right? And so he would do it. Another case study is where we have, we're, we're getting a lot into the TAS, the telephone answering service companies and call centers. And one of the things that we're going to be able to do or we're doing right now is what they're supposed to be checking about two to 3% of the phone calls. Well, like for instance, the one that we're dealing with, they've got, you know, over probably about 3,500 calls a day. So can you imagine trying to manually check? And then the algorithm ones they use don't work well. They've tried an LLM. It It's very inaccurate. Um, it, it cannot get them. It takes about a day or two to get them the results. Our product, they're going to be able to you look at every single phone call, same day. It will rate them, actually give them a percentage to tell them what is the percentage that you need to go, you know, look at this call. They can run reports. They can say, hey, I want to look at every call that this, I want you to run a report on every call that this agent has made in the last three weeks. Boom. It'll pull it up, you know, in, in minutes or less. Right. And so then they can look at them and then they can go and do the corrective behavior because it's better if you do that corrective behavior quickly and not like two or three days later when the agents totally forgot about the call. And so this is the kind of things that we can do with this AI that make it unique because because it doesn't hallucinate, because it will tell you if it doesn't know. Um, and the other things you can do with it is you can train it while you're still using it. So like if you want to add feature, enhance a feature set you're using, you can go in and add it while you're still using the product. You don't have to retrain it from scratch. 
So the name of the company is Avos, A-H-V-O-S, and you can they're online and you can look it up. Um, and so we uh, we have uh, not complete exclusivity, but we have uh, some exclusivity in the hosting and the SMB market. And that's because that's really where our heart is. You know, the 30 to 200 employees is the, the arena we play in. So it's a very exciting product. Cool. That, that's super cool. And uh, I think it's a very nice, uh, not the spin on and not even like the add on, but uh, the extension to the services that you typically provide. I bet that with the use cases like that one, uh, your current clients uh, can definitely benefit out of, the, out of that new thing. Yeah. And I think this is so important because I think that we're in the hype stage of AI right now. Right. So every technology stage goes through. I've been I was there in the 80s and 90s. Like I saw it happen. Right. And you go through like you couldn't take a computer in the 80s and just drop it in. Everything was manual and go, OK, well, we're you know, it's integrated. No, it's not. You had to find a way to get the data in. They had to find a way to get the data out. That's why there's printers. People forget there were printers because you literally had to print the data out because you had all these manual systems that still were not using computers, right? And so that we're right there with AI at the moment. It, it's a lot of hype. And back in the 80s and 90s, you know, you 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 know, you're you're. I think you're. I'm gonna say you're much younger than me. So um, but I'm old. Uh, I have grandchildren. But the no, whole it, thing is, yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I did work on the four for eighty-seven. I did work on it. I didn't own one, but I okay, did okay. It. Well, you look great for your age. Okay, I wish I looked that great. So, not saying you're old, though. Not saying you're old, but the whole thing is, is that you know, back then in the eighties and nineties, you know, there was all this hype, and you probably remember this. They were like, all these, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna get rid of poverty, and we're gonna get rid of dictators because all the information is gonna be shared on the internet, and we're gonna solve all the medical problems in the world. And then we're going to solve the inequality of the rich. And then prices on all items are just going to keep going down and down and down. And, you know, like, how did all that work out? Like, not so well. And no one saw Facebook coming. No one saw Twitter coming. You know, and this is why it's important that some gray hairs like mine um, are able to have a voice in all this. Because there is a lot of hype going on right now. It's not going to be fulfilled. AI has its issues. It's not a perfect technology. It, it's got some wonderful benefits and it is for sure going to change things. I'm not saying it's not going to change things, but in the end of the day, it comes down to human beings. Human beings are going to be the one to determine how it gets adapted and to what level. Uh, we were told when, as Amazon was taking off, that all the malls would disappear. And one of the fastest growing commercial real estates is these outside malls. It's called the Domain in Austin. And they're they're building another one at Cedar Park. It's going to be twice as big. And when I go out there, I never feel so old in my life. There is nothing but gen, young Gen Zs and millennials out there shopping. And that just shows you that people are going to allow technology to adapt to only to a certain level to their in their life and how they allow it to adapt and how they use it. I think it's a fool's errand to try to predict exactly how this is going to play out. So I, I think we're in the hype stage and I think Avos is really uniquely positioned because it's going to because they they can do the integration part, which is going to be more difficult. I mean, do you want an LLM doing your your taxes and doing your finances when it hallucinates? Or do you want it doing your medical diagnosis when it'll make things up, which they catch it doing regularly? So it's got some issues that Avos avoids by doing a more narrow band and then doing it very well. So. Oh, that, that's very interesting. And yeah, the hallucination problem, uh, it is where things become very, very sensitive in legal, in health, in, so, in, in finance, in so many so many industries. Um, yeah. Art, can you like 
Can you tell me a little bit more uh, about your team? You mentioned uh, your great CTO, but who 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 is who is behind like the Trinsic Technologies brand? Who is behind the name? Yeah, so I yeah, so great question. I have a wonderful team, a wonderful staff. Uh, my chief technology officer is Brad Tram, who was my first employee. Uh, Phil Battlestein, who came along later when one day I looked down and I had $50,000 of owed invoices. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Like, don't let me run the finances, right? Uh, he's since educated me and done a great job. They've been so patient with me, my partners. I've had to grow as a CEO. You know, this is, I never saw my, if you had told me when I was, you know, 21 years old that I was going to be teaching theology at a 4,000K member church and that I was going to be the CEO of a tech company in Austin, Texas, I would have told you to go step off. Like, I had no interest in any of that at that time in my life, like zero, right? And so even being CEO, I took over about, I had a CEO who stepped aside about six years ago, I took over six, seven years ago. And um, I, I've just learned, I've had to, if you want your company to grow as a CEO, you have to change and grow yourself. And that's difficult. Like no one likes to do that. We like to think that we're good as we are and that's not really how things are. So I've had to grow a lot uh, and my team has just been so patient uh, you know, Cindy, who is our uh, customer uh, success manager, I stole her from a doctor of, of a clinic of they had she was by herself handling like 14, 15 uh, urology doctors by herself. Like I figured I was like, if you can do that, girl, like you can handle anything our clients throw at you. And so I've got that that team of real world experience. They may not have PhDs, but they have PhDs in life. You know, and they've been very successful in dealing with, you know, and I'm not saying that there, there are definitely ones with college degrees. I'm not one of them. I'm a high school student, so high school graduate. But they are real. They've dealt with reality. And that's to me is so important because we're trying to be relationship oriented. You know, we have a whole staff whose their job is to take is the to be the people people, to take care of the people. It's part of our values, right, is that, you know, we're empathetic. We listen and we really listen and hear our clients and our employees. Uh, we've built a great culture with the employees. And so, uh, you know, we're not a perfect company. We have our issues, but uh, we keep our techs like way longer than the way longer than the median average in our business. And that and the reason why is Brilliant. we pay them well. But the biggest thing is we take care of them and the clients. So, yeah, great team. Oh, brilliant. Like, Art, thank you so much. That's uh, that's a, a lot, probably one of the and I I love it so much when uh, like the guests, right? And uh, Art, you are in like in a very uh, tough competition business, and uh, yeah. uh, Art uh, is the CEO of Trinsic Tech Technology. So the website address is trinsictech.com. So if you need more details on the AI solution that we discussed, and uh, if you'd like to learn more about how uh, Art's company is doing, please go ahead and visit trinsictech.com. Uh, Art, like it's been a great pleasure to hear all of those stories. But I have my favorite question too. Can you share like a project rescue or a client rescue story if you have one? Oh yeah, it's one that I'll never forget. You know, it's it, because it deals with the frailty of life too. So we got a call from a company of about, I think it was about 40, 50 employees at that time. They're no longer, they went, they eventually got bought out, but um, they called us up to tell us that their IT guy had died like two nights before in his chair at work. And yeah, that, what do you do with that? Right. And then he had all the passwords. So we had to unlock everything. It was a mess and it really, oh you know, my it, goodness. yeah, it's the story of stories. And, 
you know, so you have to walk that sensitivity line. Like you have people who are grieving, who knew this guy in this company and you're still, you're trying to come in and get everything in order. It was, it was, it was, and I was a lot younger then and the company was younger, but it was, uh, it was an experience and it taught me, you know, we all like to think we're going to be here tomorrow, but that is not a guarantee. And, you know, you, I think we all kind of live in denial, even me, like I'm 56 and I'm thinking, you know, I probably need to start looking for a successor. Like I can't do this forever. Right. And so, uh, whenever I think that I'm going to live forever, uh, I try to remember that story because it was, it was an eye opener. You know, I was in my probably early forties then and, you know, and, um, yeah, that was, that was the guy just like, he was not old either. I think he was like 52, 50, had a, was up there at night working and just had a massive heart attack and died right on the spot. And so it was just like, wow. So yeah, that was a crazy rescue story. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's, that's probably the craziest one I ever heard. Uh, so thanks for sharing. <laughs> you know. That's this, pretty this, much this, the summary of my life. <laughs> like you could just say, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. And you would be getting pretty close to you know, my life in general. So uh, I do, I've been married 32 years, 30, coming up on 33 years to a wonderful woman, have two great kids. And that's about the most stable thing in my life. I don't think there's anything else outside of that. That is. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Yeah, so thank you so much for sharing all the stories. And uh, I'm pretty sure like uh, my audience will love him and will love the conversation. Um, so Art Powell, CEO and founder of Trinsic Technologies, TrinsicTech.com and also on LinkedIn. Please feel free to find Art and I'm pretty sure uh, like you can learn a lot from what Art has, has done and is doing. And thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for being such a wonderful guest to the show. Art, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. you so much. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Had fun. Ludmilla here. Thanks so much for listening to B2B Tech Founders Lounge podcast. If you are a B2B Tech founder who would like to be on the show, visit podcast.rampic.agency. If you've got something from this interview that you would like to share, please go ahead and post the link to this episode on social media. Just grab a link, send it to a friend. If you know someone who will be a great guest on the show, tag them in your post to let them know about the show and include our podcast name, which is B2B Tech Founders Lounge, in your post. I love seeing your post and guest suggestions. We are adding new episodes frequently, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. This means a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Visit us at Rampic Agency website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.